Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I love this series. It's really exciting because we just came off a series titled Called, and we found out, hey, we have a calling, we have a purpose, and that's why we're here on this earth. And this series is all about four caves we have to jump into in order to complete or fulfill our calling. And at one time or another in your life, you're going to have to jump into one of these caves. These are caves in the Old Testament. We're using them metaphorically. It's not so much the name of the cave that's as important as what happened in the cave. So David had to jump into two caves or he would have never become the king of Israel. Remember, he was 17. He was anointed king of Israel. It took him 20 years until he was 37 to become the king. So last week we talked about him walking in what we called the cave of character. And this week we're going to take a look at him jumping into another cave that he really had to jump into. It's called the cave of comfort. And we'll take a look at this cave. And then we're going to take a look at a cave Elijah had to jump, jump into. One of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament raised the dead, did all these crazy things. And yet he would have never fulfilled his calling if he didn't jump into his cave. And then we'll look at Moses, the great Moses, the Ten Commandments, having to jump into a cave. So this week's all about David. And I just want you to have an image in your mind of what's going on. He wasn't just anointed king, and it took 20 years. There was a big part of that where he was running for his life. And King Saul was trying to kill him. And so not only is he running for his life, He's behind enemy lines all this time, right? Just running, and he's sleeping on the ground. He's eating out of the woods, and he's sleeping with one eye open. And when that was going on, just like it is in our lives, when we're in an extended situation of battle or stress, it begins to eat at our emotions. It doesn't mean we're not strong, but it begins to sap our strength. We become emotionally drained, emotionally stressed, and that was going on in David's life. And if he didn't jump into this cave that he jumped into, he would have never finished his race. He would have given up. And I, I like the way the military explains it. The military calls it combat fatigue. So there's post-traumatic stress syndrome. That's totally different. Combat fatigue is just being in combat way too long. And when soldiers are in combat way too long, that means bullets are flying over their head. That means they're in enemy territory. That means they're sleeping with one eye open, right? Uh, they become fatigued, and the military didn't know what to do with it because they began to notice these symptoms. The symptoms are they became very lethargic. They wanted to quit. They had no get up and go. And the military just couldn't figure it out until one day they figured it out, and they realized no matter how tough somebody is, they can be a Navy SEAL. They can be the toughest guys, special forces. No matter how tough you are, if you're in an extended battle, your emotions were not made to be in that battle. So you and I have to find a way to recharge the emotions. And I know we're not in the military. I know we're not in an actual war. But guys, life can seem that way, right? And there's some of you, you have been in bad situations for so long that you begin to become very wary. And when you're wary, you want to stop, you want to quit, you want to walk away. Uh, it's just a tough place to be. And David's going through the same thing so we're going to take a look at him jumping into this cave. I call it the cave of comfort. And guess what he did in this cave? He wrote different psalms. Actually, God gave him the psalms to write. And these psalms give us the secret of how to recharge our emotions. So we're going to take a look at these psalms that he wrote and begin to 
show ourselves how to do it. So this is my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. God helps when life hurts. So we already know what it means when life hurts. And you know, this may not even be something serious. Um, I remember when Gina and I, and this was mostly her, when we were raising our kids and we had four kids in five and a half years. And I just remember how emotionally drained both of us were, but her even more so because I had to be here. She had to get them all to church and pastor's wife can't miss church guys. So she, she had to bring them every weekend to church and she'd come sometimes and her just, just doing that, that's, that's not a terrible thing, but life can just wear you out. But then think about these tough times that some of us fall into. You're dealing with something physical. You had an emotional breakup. Maybe your emotional breakup, your ex treated you like garbage, and maybe it's still going on, and maybe there's still conflict. God helps when life hurts, and that's what David had to do. He had to go get some help from God. So here's one of the Psalms he wrote in the cave of Adullam. He's going to God for help, and this is Psalm 57.1, and it reads like this. Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes. Now, God doesn't have wings, but he's using this again, metaphorically, and he's painting the picture of, let's say, an eagle. So think of a big, strong, tough mama eagle. Think of the little cute baby chicks, and think about them wandering a little too far away from mom, and then this rodent sees the little chick and thinks, dinner, and so the chick sees the rodent scared out of his mind, and he's running and running, and he gets to mama. Mama puts those big wings over the little chick and looks at the rodent and said, you're lucky I just had dinner because you'd be my dinner. Then the rodent takes off crazy scared. And here's the picture that God's painting. He wants to bring us to that place of comfort. Think of the chick, his heart's racing, and, and he's hurting, and he's scared, and then God says, hey, I'm able to recharge those emotions. You're exhausted, whatever it is, and I can give you strength. Listen, God's supernaturally giving him this psalm. Listen to verse two. I cried out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Purpose is your calling. I just want you to think about this. God knows your name. God knows the gifts that he's placed in you for the secular arena. He knows the gifts and the purposes for you within his church. And God is making a huge promise. And when you're in an extended battle, one of the things you want to remind yourself of is that God will fulfill his purpose for you. He's going to fulfill it. It's going to happen. This that you're going through may be extended, but he's going to fulfill it. Listen to verse three. He will send help from heaven to rescue me. And we'll talk about rescue in a little bit. Disgracing, disgracing those who hound me, my God will send forth his unfailing love and his faithfulness. And that's, so many of you could stand up right now and talk about God's unfailing love and God's faithfulness. It's amazing. You've walked through some battles. You've watched what God can do. Listen to verse seven. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. We'll read the second half of that verse in a little bit. But I wanna show you four things, just four things that you and I can do. And when we do them, we'll be jumping into the cave of comfort. We'll allow God to infuse us with strength when we're burning out, when our emotions are shot. It's the most amazing thing. So I'm researching for this, guys. And I kept seeing this theme, and the theme just stuck out. And the theme is the hands of God. You know? and, and again, metaphorically speaking, 
It's talking about the hands of God. And every time I do this, I think of you're in good hands with Allstate, right? So um, I think of that commercial. I love David who does that commercial, the actor. Uh, if you ever want to watch a good show, guys, the unit, it's old, but it's special forces. David's the leader of the guy, the Allstate commercial guy. He's the leader. Incredible. But I think, I think of that, you know, I, I don't know why I went there. I just went there, okay? <laughs> I think of that, and I just kept seeing verse after verse that talked about the hands of God. So I saw four things concerning the hands of God. They all happen in that cave of comfort. They're all about us coming to understand the hands of God. That's where our emotion, our strength is built back up. So here's the first thought, guys. It goes like this. God's hands can be trusted. It's very important for you and I to come to that place. My confidence is in you. God's hands can be trusted. So when my kids were toddlers, we had this above ground pool, 25 foot round, this, just this little deck. And when they got to that toddler age, you know, when each one came to the toddler age, they wanted to jump in like the other siblings, like other kids. And they'd stand up there at that deck and they'd be so afraid. And I'd say, jump in, I'll catch you. And they're like, you promise you'll catch me? You won't let my head go underwater? I'll catch you. And I had to coach them and they'd walk up and walk back. Then they'd walk up and they'd walk back. And then they'd jump and I'd catch them. And I know there's a couple dads. I know there's a couple of you. You would have probably put them under just for fun, right? I never did that. I wanted them to trust me. So. And then they'd, they'd have a little more confidence. I'd put them back up. They'd go to do it again, and they'd hesitate just a little bit, but then they'd jump again. And then the third time, they jumped real quick, and I caught them, and they began to understand, Dad's hands can be trusted, but then they wanted to do it 100 times in a row. And that's when I said, hey, I, I want to catch you, but my hands are getting really tired. Aren't you glad God's hands don't become tired, right? But my kids learned that my hands can be trusted. Listen, guys, how much more can the hands of God be trusted? And if you're going to recharge your battery, if you're going to uh, recharge those emotions after going through prolonged battle, the first thing you want to do is focus on this incredible truth. God's hands can be trusted. Here's some scripture. This also was written while David was on the run. So it's another psalm God gave him when he was in an extended battle. Psalm 31, verse 13 reads, I have heard the many rumors about me, and I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. And all of us have felt at one time or another, I know I have, some of you may be too young, but you felt like the whole world was against you, and that's what he's saying. The whole world's against me. Everybody's, everybody's out to get me. Everybody's talking about me. Listen to verse 14 and 15. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying you are my God, and listen to this, God's hands can be trusted. My future is in your hands. And there's something that happens to us to strengthen our emotional system when we come to a place to where we realize God's hands can be trusted and we can put our very future into his hands. God cares about you more than any person on planet Earth. He cares about you more than you care about you. And when you and I can come to a place to where we realize we can throw our future into God's hands and we give that big surrender and we realize God can be trusted, it takes a burden off us. It just lifts this burden off of us. Here's number two, guys. It's pretty cool too. God's hands will uphold you. And this all has, this has to do with endurance, you know, when, when you're going through something really tough, you just want to quit. You, you, you don't have the endurance. And the Bible talks 
talks so much about finishing our race, enduring to the end, and we get into this place where we're just exhausted, we wanna quit, we don't wanna go on, and we have to remind ourselves God's hands will uphold us. And I got to thinking about hand strength because God's is amazing. But take a look at this picture. Uh, William Cannon, guys, William Cannon, he holds the world record for holding a 10-pound weight out. And guess what his record is? Eight minutes and 13 seconds. And I got to thinking about holding a 10-pound dumbbell out for eight minutes and 13 seconds. And I just want to be honest with you. I don't think at this stage in my life I can hold my arms up with no weight for eight minutes, 13 seconds. Can I have, can I have an amen to that? That would be tough, man. This, this guy is amazing, right? And, and then, but here's, here's the kicker. If I did this, if I, if I use this and just held the weight here, I could hold my arm up. My hand still, there's no way I could hold that for 10 minutes and, and, and not have my hand just fall apart. I got to thinking about how strong William is. He's a very strong guy, world record, but guys, God is so much stronger. He can be trusted. He will uphold us. And when you're exhausted, he's not exhausted and he can breathe life into you. So here's a cool scripture. This is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. And then listen to this. I will strengthen you. When you want to quit, God has some energy. He has some strength. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And so David jumps into the cave of Adullam, and he's just like, you know, for, for, for those of you that have been that tired physically, I can't take another step. And your mind's going squirrely. That happens to us in life too, right? And your emotions are ready to stop. And God's saying, I have a burst of energy like you've never ever experienced before, and I wanna strengthen you. Now there's a prayer I pray. I prayed at least three times, sometimes four times a week for everybody that calls believers their church. I, it's part of my uh, remodel acrostic, the remodel cards I pray, and the second E, you know what it stands for? Extra strength. And you know where it comes from? It comes from a famous scripture. This is a Bible prayer, Ephesians 3.16, and here's how it reads. I pray that out of his glorious riches, God may strengthen you with power. That's explosive, dunamis, dynamite type of power through the, his spirit in your inner man. And so this is all about just strength. This is about going to God and realizing, hey, God's hands can be trusted. God's hands will uphold me. And then we just begin to ask God for this supernatural strength that comes from the inside out. You're not gonna act any different. You're just gonna have strength that begins to just flood you. So I pray that way for you all the time. You can pray that way for yourself. It will change your life forever. So the cave of Adullam is us just reminding ourselves of these two things in our quiet place. Here's number three. God's hands will deliver you. And this is really important. When you're going through that valley that seems like it has no end, when you're going through that storm that seems like it's not gonna stop beating on you, you wanna remind yourselves God's hands will deliver you. And there's two ways God does this. One way, obviously, is he gets you out of the problem. And thank God for those times. But you know, sometimes the problem comes, it hits you, and it's over. Guess what God does? He delivers you by rescuing you, rescuing you, 
picking you up and restoring your entire life. And I've watched God restore people. It's absolutely amazing. When I see someone that life has destroyed them or relationships destroy them, finances were destroyed, whatever it is, physical destruction came, loss came, and I just watch God reach in with those hands that can be trusted, those hands that uphold, and I watch God deliver them, rescue them, and put them in a place to where they even forget what happened. They, God just gives them a new life. And so if you can begin to focus on this incredible truth, God's hands will deliver it also begins to infuse you with this God strength. So a couple, couple of scriptures. This is David. He wrote this psalm in the cave uh, of comfort also, and it's Psalm 138.7, and it reads this way. Though I'm surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves, rescues, delivers me. And this is what God wants to do. And if you begin to focus on it, it just breathes new life into your emotional system. Now, the apostle Paul, he wrote nearly three quarters of the New Testament. I love the fact that he was transparent. I, I love to hear somebody that's ahead of me and God be transparent. I want you to hear what he says, 2 Corinthians 1.8. I think you ought to know, dear brothers, about the hard time we went through in Asia. We were really crushed and overwhelmed. So think about those are strong words. We were crushed and overwhelmed. Crushed means something hit you so hard, you, you had just had the wind knocked out of you. Overwhelmed means you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we all find ourselves in places like that, situations, right? He goes on and says, and we feared we would never live through it. I'm so thankful he's honest with us. Listen to the next verse, verse 9. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. Listen to, listen to this phrase. But that was good. What's that? What's that? That's good? Why is it good? How can it be good? Well, he goes on and says, for then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us, for he can even raise the dead. And here's what I've learned when I've been at my wit's end. The reason it's good is because you begin to draw on the very power and life of God. And he says, I, I, I realize God's hands can be trusted. God's hands will uphold me. And I realize God's hands will deliver me. And it brought him to that place. And then he shares this. Listen to this, verse 10. And he did help us and saved us from a terrible death. Yes, we expect him to do it again and again. Some of you could come up, stand up here right now and talk about how he did it in your life because that's just what God does. And David is just reminding himself that, hey, not only can God's hands be trusted, not only will they uphold me, God will deliver me. And God's speaking to some of you right now, I'm going to deliver you. So take a breath, focus on that. That's the cave of comfort and watch God do his thing because he's absolutely amazing. So all these things are going to empower you, but here's the one where you plug into the, the great socket in heaven, right? There's a, there's a socket up in heaven, guys. And, and here it is. Number four, God's hands should be celebrated. And there's something about celebrating the hands of God that connect you with the greatest amount of strength and power that will flow into you. When I was a little kid, I don't know, seven, eight, my dad told us 
he showed us the light sockets. He said, never stick anything in these light sockets. And uh, we'd all say, yeah, you know, electrical sockets. And, but to me, the kind of kid that I was, when dad said not to do something, what I heard was, this is really fun and I don't want you to have any fun. And so one day I'm out in the garage, I, I find a screwdriver and it, it, has, it has a plastic handle, but I'm touching the steel part. And I thought, I'm gonna give this a shot. And I stuck it in the outlet and I felt power like I'd never felt in my life. <laughs> I've never been the same. So it knocked me back on, on my backside. And not only did it knock me back, it went through my whole body and, and I had just black burn marks all over my, my fingers. And I was sitting there and I thought, that's why. Dad said, don't stick anything in that. That, that. Now I know, right? And I told my kids, I told them that story to say, guys, don't even try it because I got out of it lucky. I had tennis shoes on. Good thing, right? Good thing. Listen, God has power that's so much more powerful than any power we have down here. And guys, when you begin to celebrate God's hands and you celebrate the fact that he can be trusted, he'll uphold you, he'll deliver you, it connects you into this heavenly outlet that's absolutely amazing. You may not feel it. You're not gonna probably fall down or anything, but it just infuses you with life. And David did this. So let's go back into the cave, Psalm 57. We started out with this Psalm, verse seven, the first half. Now we wanna read the second. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. And that word praises means to rave. It means to celebrate the goodness, the greatness of God. Now listen as we read on. Verse eight. Wake up, O my heart. Wake up, O Lear, and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. And all he's saying is, I'm gonna celebrate how incredibly awesome God is. So today, uh, we'd say, wake up my heart. All that means is, I'm gonna talk my, to myself about how great God is. That's all it means. I'm gonna talk to myself about how great God is. So we would go down our four points, right? How great God is. And then he says, wake up, O'Leary and Harp. He, he's a musician. He can grab something and begin to celebrate God. Today, we would say, wake up iTunes radio, wake up Spotify, wake up worship CD, right? And, and we just get somebody to help us. But you can do this on your own, and, I, and it's so easy. We'll take a minute and do it before we leave. But listen to verse nine. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. Verse 10, for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. And all he's doing is reminding himself of these four things. So you don't have to sing it. Singing will, it, it will energize you when you worship God and you sing songs. So the songs we sang today, there's energy that comes. So put a worship CD in while you're driving. If you have some quiet time in the morning, take some time and worship. But you know what? Can I, give you, can I just give you the best solution ever when you're in extended battle? Uh, one of the things I love about technology is everything you just saw on PowerPoint, on ProPresenter, everything you just saw is available on our website or our smart app. So if you go to this lesson and you just click notes, everything that you saw on the screen, it will literally come up. Think about that. Print it out, keep it before you, 
And the next time you're exhausted, the next time life is beating you up, I just want you to think about reading the headlines, but then also some of the scriptures. Think about, that's the cave of Adullam. That's how simple the cave of Adullam is. So I made it really simple for you to jump in the cave, man, and watch God do his thing. Plug into that heavenly power outlet that's up in the sky. And all you do is just begin to remind yourself that God's hands can be trusted. God's hands will uphold me. God's hands will deliver me. God's hands should be celebrated. And I'm going to celebrate it right now. God helps when life hurts. And you just begin to read those. And I like to just open my mouth. I wish I could sing. I, I wish I could. I can't. I like music loud. You know, I, when I have these connect groups in my office, I, I try to put the music loud because if someone hears me sing, it will ruin their experience. It will, it will ruin maybe their week because I, I am tone deaf. My singing stinks. And so I try to turn my head in my office when we're singing in a connect group. We just play one worship song. Just try not to ruin somebody's life. But I'll tell you what I can do. Here's what I can do. I can talk. I'm a chatterbox, and I can talk, and I, and I love to do this. I don't know. It just comes natural to me. I think all of us can do it. You may have to read it, but just lift your voice up and begin to thank God for his goodness and thank him for his hands that can be trusted, that will uphold you, that will deliver you, and it's amazing. You read some of those scriptures, and you just lift your voice. Can we do that right now, TCI, Boardman, Warren? Let's give it up. Let's just thank him for a minute. Now, thank him with your mouth a little bit. We thank you, Lord, that you can be trusted. We thank you, Lord. You're awesome and holy and magnificent. And I just get into a little run. Father, I thank you for your goodness, your greatness. I thank you that you always deliver me. And I just begin to chatter and talk to myself. It's better than a triple, man. A triple, guys. A, a triple, 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 triple coffee. I mean, it will energize you like you can't imagine. And all you're doing is jumping into the cave. And David would come out of that cave. And you know what? None of his problems changed when he came out. But he came out a different person. He came out full of life. His emotions were ministered to. And that's what God's wanting us to learn. And if David didn't do that, he probably would have become a lethargic. He probably would have walked away from his calling. And I know I would have done that many times. So can we close our eyes, bow our heads? Can we pray? TCI Borben Warren, let's pray for a moment. And, and I know if you're a Christian, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit's in you. So he, God is inside you. You're his house. Isn't that amazing? So he's always going to be prompting you and reminding you of things, not through your outside ears, but your inner ears. And I know right now he's speaking to people's hearts. He's encouraging you. He's, he's telling you, I want to fill you with life energy from heaven. Stay in that attitude of prayer. It's a good place. But you know, maybe as we're praying, you walked in TCI, Borman, Warren, and you weren't sure of your forever. I'm not asking you to join a church or a religion right now. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God unless they come through me. Jesus said, I died for your sins so that whoever believes in me will be saved. He said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. And he washes our sins away. He gives us the gift of eternal life. The Bible calls that the gospel, which literally means the good news. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. What have you done with the good news? Jesus said, if you believe it and call on my name, 
I'll save you. Doesn't matter what your past is like. Doesn't matter if you came in believing in God, didn't believe in God. This is your moment. The Bible says there's power in that good news and it goes into our hearts and we say, I don't know where this came from, but I have faith now. I believe this. I want to accept Jesus. And maybe this is your moment. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you, if you say, this is my moment, you, you want to call on the name of the Lord, you want to pray, would you do that with me right now? Everyone else, TCI, Boardman, Warren, can we help them? Let's say it loud enough so they hear us. Let's pray it with them. And if you're praying it for the first time, simply meet it, mean it. Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I look to you for my salvation. And this day, I look to the one you sent, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. You died for my sins. God raised you up out of the grave. I call you Lord. I receive you as savior. And I make a decision this day to follow you. Amen. Now heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen very carefully. If you prayed that prayer, you may not have felt a thing, but miracles happen. God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. God's your father. Heaven's your future destination. And you may not have felt anything. Something else is happening right now and we can't hear it. But the Bible teaches us if one person on planet earth accepts Christ like some of you just did, that God himself and all of heaven begin to celebrate. So we, we know what that's like when we clap today and we celebrate. All of heaven is celebrating. That's because you've become one of God's kids. God is excited. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.